inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is gonna be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living live, Like It Matters. And today... Uh, Thursdays are usually wrap-ups for me. You know, I've had a busy week, and uh, I'll have a show tomorrow. But uh, Thursday for me are kind of wrap-ups. Uh, when I have a class, I get ready for to go into leadership awakening mode. So uh, today I want to continue that pattern of mine. You know, that's what life is about, patterns. Uh, and you should know the patterns of the people in your lives. You should know the patterns of people around you. You should know the patterns of society that's really what it's about. Life is about patterns. And when you can understand that what you're getting in life is based on your patterns, then you have a decision or a conundrum. See, you can keep doing what you're doing because that's what you want to do, even though it's not getting you what you want. Or you can humble yourself. You could change what you're doing. You could seek a different path and do something different and see if that gets you closer to what you want. And today what I want to do is I want to go a little etymological on you. You know, Yesterday uh, I talked about the conundrum, you know, the, the chicken or the egg, you know, which came first. And really our BS or our OS. Remember our BS is our belief system. Our OS is our operating system. So our BS and or our OS make this a conundrum or it makes it a clear-cut answer. See, whether we're talking about a chicken or an egg or trust and commitment, life can have many lines that gray and are neither black nor white. And so today I want to continue kind of what dropped in my lap with this word conundrum. It's just an interesting word, and I love words, uh, and a conundrum, a confusing and difficult problem or question. And I use the example of the chicken and the egg, right? And the conundrum is, the question is, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Now, depending on your BS, your belief system, depending on your OS, your operating system, remember we have two operating systems, a flesh operating system or a God operating system, Depending on your BS and your OS, that dictates whether that question I just gave you is truly a conundrum. Again, what is a conundrum? A confusing and difficult problem or question. You see, it's not that that question is by itself a conundrum. What makes it a conundrum is our narrative. What makes it a conundrum is the structure of our belief systems. What makes it a conundrum is our operating system. Because if you change the operating system, if you change the belief system, it's no longer a confusing and difficult problem or question. I'm going to tell you right now, people, I believe every single word in the Bible. Yep, I believe in the virgin birth. I believe in the seven-day creation, technically six-day creation. 
Uh, I believe all that. I believe in a young earth, although I believe the earth could be millions of years old. But yet I believe the young earth philosophy, uh, science, I think it's about 7,000 years old. Now, how old was it when God created? I don't know. How old was Adam when God created him? I'd say either 13 to 15, somewhere in there, or 32, 33. And then you have to study Hebrew to understand why I say that. But I don't know. He could have been our age 10. He could have been 18, 16. Who knows? But you know what I can tell you? He wasn't. He wasn't a newborn baby. Crying out, having his umbilical cord cut, slapping a diaper on him. Right? That I can tell you. So it's kind of like this word woke. I saw this definition of woke. Uh, It's so cool. And here's where woke becomes a conundrum. A state of awareness achieved only by people stupid enough to find injustice in everything. Hold on. Here's the last part. Except their own actions. Isn't it amazing that all these woke people uh, are perfect? They're Jesus incarnate. Because my Bible tells me that there's only one perfect, only one. And it's not you. It's not me. It's not Mother Teresa. It's not Mary, the Virgin Mother of God. Uh, it's not the Pope. It's Jesus. So that's why I love this definition of woke. A state of awareness achieved only by people stupid enough to find injustice in everything except their own actions. I was reading Minneapolis, right in Minneapolis. There's a lady that used to be in the DEI in Minneapolis. Uh, and she's no longer there. And, of course, making six figures, just brewing up hatred and playing victim. But why? Because I guess black people in her division were using white techniques, racial, white. I can't even explain how she can say this about other black people in her department. And yet they're racist. They're uh, white nationalists, but they're black and they're in the DEI and they believe what she believes. Do you see what I'm saying? These are conundrums. A confusing and difficult problem or question, but they're not naturally confusing. They're actually common sense. But the problem is, it is our BS and our OS that make them a conundrum. It's not the issue itself. It's how we frame the issue. And we got to realize that time is a rare commodity. We only have a little bit of time. And people are waiting till this change and waiting till that change. I'm going to tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, we are called to be warriors. That's why I want to talk about conundrum today, because a conundrum is a confusing or difficult problem or question. It's a problem that is difficult to deal with. A conundrum is a problem or puzzle which is difficult or impossible to solve. These are all different dictionaries that give you the definition. I'm just giving you different dictionary definitions. It is a difficult problem, one that is impossible or almost impossible to solve. And the last one that I highlighted... The definition of conundrum is a situation where there's no clear right answer or no good solution. And what I put there, I put that one there too. That is the wrong definition. This is one of the problems. Here's one of the big conundrums. We're talking about all talking the same language, but we're using different dictionaries. What we call love now, what we call racism, what we call patriotism. Don't you see? We're all speaking the same language but we're using different dictionaries. It's like the definition of conundrum is not where there is no clear right or, or, or good solution. That's, that's wrong. But if you buy into that belief system, then everything 
will be whatever you want it to be. Because you define that word to me, there's no clear right or wrong answer. Yeah, there is. There absolutely is. And so as I was going through this, I saw this word. It's amazing. I'd never seen this word before. Ruthful. R-U-T-H-F-U-L. Ruthful. Now, I've heard of ruthless, haven't you? You've heard of ruthless. And I'm really not quite sure what ruthless means. I mean, I could define it myself with the actual definition. But let me tell you what ruthful means. Full of sorrow. Sorrowful. Woeful. Rueful. Full of Ruth. Or, you know what Ruth means? Pity. It means merciful. Compassionate. So what is ruthless? No pity. No compassion. Because Ruthful is full of pity. And that's the conundrum we've got to. That people are so feeling sorry for themselves that they no longer have compassion for others. Tell me a word that you've often heard, yet it makes you squint when you see it in print. Tell me a thing that you've often seen, yet if put in a book, it makes you turn green. Tell me a thing that you often do when described in a story shocks you through and through. Tell me what's wrong with words or with you that you don't mind the thing, yet the name is taboo. Isn't it amazing? One standard for everybody else but a different standard for us. I would call that a conundrum. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about these things going on around us called conundrums. I'm Black, and we'll be right back. Leadership Awakening even impacts the seasoned pros. Take a listen at these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. Ready to go for another level of awareness? Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 30th through April 1st. That's likeitmatters.net. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Every day we hear news about violent assaults, carjackings, and other acts of crime spiraling across the United States. Washington's answer is to confiscate your guns, but a new book from Regnery offers hope for a better solution. Professional firearms instructor and veteran gun store owner Larry Correa's new book, In Defense of the Second Amendment, pulls back the curtain on Washington's gun-grabbing agenda and how you can protect your rights as well as your family. Yet, In Defense of the Second Amendment, new from Regnery, available at Amazon.com. Your traditional water softener wastes water as if you ran a full washer for just a pair of socks. Commerce Wet Technology Softeners will save you water and salt. Save $400 when you trade in your old salt hog to Commerce Water. Go to Commerce.com. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. 
Um, yeah, I was I was raised in a church, uh, and I kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life. And this class kind of brought me right back to to my faith, and that's a huge, huge part of my life that's just been missing. And I just I, I feel rejuvenated, if that makes sense. That you know, knowing that God's walking right next to me every day, every night. You know, He's right here for me, and everyone else for that matter. But he's here for for me right yeah. now, and you have some peace, don't you? Oh, it's 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 really amazing. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional. That's okay. It's 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 amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart. Like it matters. Unique approach allows people to see, hear, and experience leadership in motion. Like it matters. Radio, radio, like it matters. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And today, we're talking about conundrums. And you know why it's so important? Because by definition, a conundrum is confusing. You got to get this. By definition, etymologically, right? It means confusion. I want you to think about this. And it seems to be right now that there seems to be a state of confusion. And it's everywhere. Let's be honest. And I don't want you to consider that it's by accident. I want you to consider it's intentional. It's intentional. It's the time that we're in. Remember this thing called time. We keep talking about time. We all mortgage our lives. Do you know that? Yeah, a job, a ministry, a mission. You know, the good book says it's appointed for man to die one time and then comes the judgment. Even Dr. Martin Luther King said that I long for the day, I have a dream, that my four little children will live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but they will be judged by the content of their character. Notice Dr. King's dream was not to be, wasn't to be not judged. No, he just wanted to be appropriately judged. Don't you hear that? Why do I say that? Because Dr. King was a man of God. I'll see Dr. King again someday on the sea of glass. If you know Jesus, so will you, because he knew Jesus. He's my brother from another mother. And so Dr. King knew that life is appointed for man to be judged after death. What are we judged on? What are we doing with our time? What did we do with our time? What did we do with the blessing called life? What did we do with the blessing called pain? Yep, that's what I said it was. What did I do with the blessing called injustice? What did I do with, don't you, what do you mean blessing? Consider it pure joy, Jesus said, that when you suffer for me, for the joy set before him, what was the joy set before Jesus? To give his life, to become sin, to take on the sin of the world. Now, a lot of people around him were confused. The apostles were confused. The religious leaders were confused. 
The people that walked with Jesus was confused. You know who the only group of people that weren't confused? You know who they were? The demons. <laughs> the demons were never confused. The demons always knew who he was. And he told them to be quiet. The demons always knew what time it was because the Son of Man was in front of them. And so the reason why conundrum's bad is because that word confusion. A conundrum is a confusing and difficult problem or question. Why does that make it so bad? Because the number one weapon formed against us is confusion. And I've never seen people so confused because of all the conundrums around us. And so when we're confused, we don't step up. We don't speak out. We don't act properly. We run from a battle. We cower when people threaten us because we're not woke enough for them. See, that's what confusion does. Confusion takes away our ability to commit. And without commitment, there is no trust. You know, that's where the the saying of drawing a line in the sand. You know, it's a device which stretches back to ancient Rome, uh, though the most well-known incidents of drawing a line in the sand are in Peru during the time of the Pizarro's exploration. However, I'm a Texan. And to Americans and to Texans, and I love my brothers and sisters in Mexico, so please don't uh, be offended by a little history here. <laughs> but you got to remember the Battle of the Alamo, right? In the United States, the phrase is most commonly associated with Texas history surrounding the Battle of the Alamo, and it's attributed to Colonel William Travis, sorry, commander of the Alamo Defense Forces. In the waning days of the battle, somewhere during March or beginning of March in 1836, Mexican General Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana, having the Alamo completely surrounded, Santa Ana sent a messenger to Travis demanding surrender or else everyone in the compound would be killed. Now, I don't know about you, but that's conundrum. Because no retreat, no surrender. And yet, I don't want to get all my brothers and sisters killed, put to rest, right? Conundrum. According to the legend, Travis called the Alamo defenders together. He explained that defeat was almost certain and read the letter of surrender. Travis he had already chosen to die. He wasn't going to surrender. He already made the decision. There was no confusion. There was no conundrum for him. See, his BS and his operating system made this for most of us, which would be a conundrum. For Travis, there was no conundrum at all. It was clear. He was going to die. So reportedly, he pulled his battle sword. He stuck the tip of the sword, the tip of the spear in the sand and he drew a huge long straight line in the ground at the Alamo see he brought clarity to the conundrum and he asked for volunteers to cross over the line and join him understanding that their decision would be irreversible that the outcome would be clear the legend states that all but one of the defenders, and we're talking about 
Jim Bowie, Davy Crockett, they all joined Travis on his sideline. Moses Rose was the only defender choosing to leave the compound. Travis then responded to Santa Ana's letter with cannon fire, whereupon Santa Ana replied by playing El Deguelo. <laughs> See, it wasn't confusing. He knew what he was going to do with his time. The time is now. And too many people are sitting around waiting for things to clear up. Too many things are, too many people are waiting for things to make sense. This is why you got to know who you are. This is why you got to know whose you are. This is why you got to know why you're here. We hear it all the time. I'll do it when. You know, we convince ourselves that life will be better when we're married, when we have a baby, then another. Then we're confused, another conundrum. We're frustrated that kids aren't old enough and we'll be more content when they are. Another conundrum. After that, we're frustrated that we have teenagers to deal with. Another conundrum. We will certainly be happy when they're out of that stage, right? So we tell ourselves that our life will be complete when our spouse gets his or her act together because there's a conundrum that, boy, if my spouse would just get their stuff together, I wouldn't have this conundrum. When we get a nicer car, that conundrum will go away. Or we're able to go on nice vacations, then things will change. Or how about when we retire, then we'll really get to know each other. The truth is that there's no better time than now to be who you're called to be. There's no better time than now to make a decision, to get your BS in place, to get your OS in place. Who are you? Whose are you? Why are you here? Why do you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day and do it again and again and again? That conundrum is creating confusion. And all you got to do is go back and ask yourself those existential questions. Who am I? The truth is this. There is no better time than now. If not now, then when? And if not you, then who? Our life will always be filled with challenges. It's best to admit this to ourselves and decide that I'm going to do it anyways. I'm going to honor my God. I'm going to honor my family. I'm going to honor who I am and why I'm here. And that causes us to treasure the time that we have. And we treasure it more because we share it with someone special, special enough to spend our time, the rarest commodity in life. And we got to remember that God controls time. Time waits for no one. So we got to stop waiting until we finish school, until we go back to school, until we lose 10 pounds, until we have kids, until your kids leave the house, until we start work, until we retire, until we get married, until Friday night, until Sunday morning, until we get a new car, a new home, uh, until your new car home is paid off, until fall, until winter, until summer, until you're off welfare, until the 1st or the 15th, until your song comes on, until you die or find out from the doctor that you're going to die, until you are born again. There's no better time than now to decide that the time is now. Life is a journey. It's not a destination. That's where the old saying comes, work like you don't need the money, love like you've never been hurt, and dance like no one's watching. Because planes crash and people die. And you got to figure out who you are. And because of the weird world we live in, it makes no sense at all. It's crazy. You know, Van Jones is one of the original race baiters. Van Jones is, is as liberal as you can get. 
But Van Jones was harshly criticized on Tuesday after predicting that Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg would not ultimately pursue a criminal case. Because he spoke his truth, I mean, he hates Donald Trump. He's, he's a, a, a race baiter. I mean, oh my gosh, the guy's Mr. Liberal. So he spoke the truth. They said it wouldn't be surprised they've stepped back from the brink because this really shouldn't be happening. It's the weakest case, all that, blah, blah, blah. He, I mean, he did all this. And then he said, I heard my conservative friends saying he's being overcharged. It's so aggressive. It's so terrible. And then he goes on to say, welcome to my world, folks. Prosecutors overcharging, being overaggressive, being ridiculous with minor stuff. You know what he says? That's everywhere. Here's a real student testimonial for Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process. Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. To learn more from Mr. Black, the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis is March 30th through April 1st. Details at likeitmatters.net. As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. Join Andrew Parker this week when he discusses the pandemic in retrospect with guest Dr. Scott Jensen, who was attacked for speaking out. Tune in for Smart Plane Talk on the Victory Hour, Sunday at 6 p.m. on Freedom 1570. Ringing liberty and truth. Did you know that there's one place you can go to hear God's words of hope spoken into your life anytime, anywhere? OnePlace.com. Listen to your favorite Christian programs, read daily devotionals, and get answers to your tough questions all at OnePlace.com or on the OnePlace app in the Apple and Android app stores. Visit OnePlace.com today. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. 
helping people live their lives like they matter. That's Mr. Dot Black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Sorry about the abrupt ending last break. Uh, I thought I lost connection, so I stopped talking. <laughs> See? Confusion. As I'm talking about confusion, notice what sets in. And I was talking about Van Jones. And the reason I was bringing this up is because Van Jones didn't say anything. He's not pro-Republican, not pro-Trump, nothing at all. Um, Jones then reiterated that pursuing this case is not the right way to go because history is not going to judge Donald Trump based on Stormy Daniels. So, I mean, he's no fan of Donald Trump, but here's why I brought it up. He was lacerated. Oh, my gosh. Matter of fact, liberals and people excited about prospect of Trump being prosecuted. I mean, there are people, millions of people, their entire life is going to be so much better if Donald Trump is thrown in jail. I used to be in this way with a football, NFL. I don't watch Millionaire Victims anymore. But I used to have six-season tickets at Texas Stadium. Uh, man, uh, um, Mr. Jones got a lot of my money, the Cowboys' money. And, uh, you know, I used to be that way. When the Cowboys won, um, I had a good week. And when the Cowboys lost, my week was messed up. Uh, man, hours spent glorifying in some, some team that I was not a part of or reeling in pain from some pe- team that I was not a part of. And I had to come to the realization that if Dallas Cowboys won every single game and won every single Super Bowl, my life would be no different. It had no bearing on my life. But yet, I had to grow up. I'm not a little boy anymore. And yet there are a lot of grown men out there and grown women that still, their lives are totally evolved around sports. But I'm telling you, that's the same thing that's going on with this political team now. That there are people who just have hate. They've been programmed to hate Donald Trump. And this is why it matters. Because if you don't agree with everything that Joe Biden says and does, if you don't agree with everything, you cannot criticize Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. Because what you're saying is that you love Trump. If you say anything negative about Joe Biden, you are now a mega mega. If you don't agree with everything liberals do, you are a white nationalist, whether you're black, yellow, or brown. So Van Jones, who definitely is not a conservative, he's not a Republican, he's not a Christian, he, oh my gosh, he thinks I'm the biggest threat to America. So because he spoke some truth that was not favorable to Donald Trump, it was just truth. Jones is being accused of betraying his skin color. Now, isn't that amazing? Talk about racist. You will not find more racist people than Black Lives Matter, the DEI. It's pure racism. If sexism is using sex as a deciding factor, if ageism is using age as a deciding factor, if ableism. I mean, we got John Fetterman in office. Oprah Winfrey told you, make sure you vote for John Fetterman, not Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz is a nut job. Dr. Oz is terrible. He's terrible. I know I gave him his career. I know I've been, he's been my friend for 25 years. But we need another vote on abortion. So you got to vote for John Fetterman. John Fetterman's been in the hospital the whole time. Suicidal, depressive. 
conditions from the stroke he had, from all the drugs he's taken. He's lived with his family, never had a job. He's lived off of wealthy parents. This is the guy. But Herschel Walker, what a joke he was. Oh, my gosh. Do you see what's happening? This is the conundrum. We now have to believe lies so that we can fit in. So this is what people said about Van Jones, that he was accused of betraying his skin color and doing the bidding of white supremacy. This, this is his friends yesterday said this about him today. Van Jones is Van Jonesing again, doing white supremacist bidding again. This made me realize that I've gone over a year without being reminded that Van Jones exists, and I want to go back to that time. Van Jones is not a serious person and should not be taken serious. A sentient corn on the cob. Now, these are all liberal, Muslim black people are saying this, or his friends, and love him when he says everything he's supposed to say. He's not a friend of mine. He's not, he would destroy me. Van Jones in his element. Be aware, skin color does not mean ally. And amazing, all black people are supposed to think alike. Talk about racist. John Fetterman, you couldn't challenge him at all because you were called an ableist. Because you would say he's not able to do his job. So if that sexist and ableist and ageist is all the same, then what is a racist? A racist is somebody that uses skin color as a determining factor. Isn't that amazing? Van Jones in his element, be aware, skin color does not mean ally. So, again, your skin color, just by someone seeing the color of your skin, will tell you what you believe. You can't get more racist than that. Talk about a conundrum. You got racist out there calling everybody else racist, and you guys are okay with that. You won't call it what it is, which is a lie, because the conundrum is you got to fit in. The conundrum is you got to get along. The conundrum is you want people like you. The conundrum is you don't want Facebook to put you in Facebook jail. Quote, the black delegation offers Van Jones and Uncle Remus in exchange for vanilla ice. Isn't that great? Malcolm Nance could speak for all black people. He's head of the black delegation. Van Jones is the Tim Scott of Maggie Habermans. Isn't that wonderful? So because Tim Scott's black and he's a conservative, so they call him Uncle Tom. They call him Oreo. Just like Clarence Thomas, the Natural History Museum did a, um, I think it was, or American History Museum, did an entire thing on, on black history. And you know who they left out? Clarence Thomas. I mean, here's a guy I think has been the longest-serving Supreme Court justice, what he went through, the way he was racistly attacked by the Democrats famously, and what he done. And he's not good enough because he doesn't think like he's supposed to think as a black person. Van Jones is a reminder that if someone lands a cable news job, it turns out they're not any good. They'll do anything to stay on the air. Isn't it amazing? Some, one person says, when did this piece of fecal matter, they use the word, become a lawyer. Vans Jones need to STFU, shut the, you know what it means, because no one wants his opinion. Isn't that amazing? And by the way, the same thing happened with Charlemagne the God. I remember Charlemagne the God, I'm not into these people, but Charlemagne the God criticized uh, uh, Kamala Harris. And I didn't know this. They have a Kamala's K-Hive. Kamala's K-Hive. And if you ever say anything about Kamala, who? They will destroy you. Uh, and they went brutal on Charlemagne. Oh, my God. Charlemagne is not smart enough. I'm trying to figure out why telling the truth is caping. Stupid as well. Uh, it isn't the media's responsibility to make the Democrats' case for them, Charlemagne said. It's the Democrats' responsibility to make their own case. 
I agree that the media does a lousy job in general, but de- Democrats can't just sit back and say, well, the media sucks. We can't do that. Now, this is stunning. You know the media is in their corner, and yet they're complaining that the media, because, again, you must agree with everything. This is what you got to realize. We were made for conflict, people. This life is a battle. If you read the good book, the greatest Christian, probably, outside of Jesus himself, Paul, I mean, I don't know if that's true or not, but I think he's up there in the running. You may say John the Baptist or whatever, you know. I don't know. But John was a Jew uh, before the good news, before the sacrifice, so I don't know. But he uses warrior metaphors. Have you fought the good fight? Life is a battle. And we got to fight together the womb. I mean, how many people don't even make it out of the womb? How many black children never make it out of a black womb? I'm going to tell you right now, the toughest place for a black person to be is in a black womb. Because your odds of getting out alive are not that good. And that is a sad statement. That would make Dr. King just sick to his stomach. Because that is not part of the dream. That is not the dream that Dr. King had for people of color. And so we got to realize we got to be aware there's conflicts around us. And the stories, I mean, why do you think you love media so much? It's always about conflict. A conflict in a story is usually the element that gives direction to the story. And typically it's comprised of two opposing forces. It's very similar in life. Establishing conflict or multiple conflicts creates interest and tension in a story. And guess what it does in our life? In life, it creates an environment that can either make one better by learning and growing or bitter by playing victim and feeling attacked. Notice the two paths. Keep it simple, soldier. There are two teams, God's team and the other teams. God says there are two paths. Whenever God gives us a choice, check it out, he only gives us two. Why? Because God, our manufacturer, knows that the number one weapon formed against us is confusion. Why do you think the two greatest commandments in the Bible are, number one, remember, and number two, do not fear? Because when we don't remember what we should remember, we get confused. And what fear does is it brings a whole, what is it, discombobulation? A whole bunch of chemical stuff racing all over stuff, false evidence appearing real. The body's releasing toxins in the bloodstream because you're worried, you're preoccupado. See, the typical types of conflict, man versus man, man versus nature, man versus society, and man versus self. And ladies and gentlemen, we seem to be fighting all four battles. And any good general will tell you, you need to have a single battlefront. That maintaining two battlefronts is tough. Do you see why there's all the, the conundrums? Do you see why there's all the confusion? Because we're supposed to be fighting ourselves, fighting our flesh, the battle within of the old man and the new man, the flesh and the spirit. Then man versus nature, whether you talk about the heat or the snow, or now we gotta fight the nature gods who are out there wanting to tell you that we're here to worship the nature not the creator of the nature. Man versus society is the greatest one now, unless you're awoke and broke. But if you actually think for yourself, if you actually have traditional American values, if you actually believe in the God of the Bible and follow his word, then now it's man versus society. And then there's man versus self. So man versus man is another battle with another person. But man versus self is versus the inner man. Let me ask you, are your conundrums, is your confusion, 
because you're not willing to fight the good fight? Are you compromising in places where you shouldn't be compromising? Are you waiting for the storm to pass? The time is now. After the break, we're going to talk about the two different visions. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. Uh, yeah, I was I was raised in a church uh, and I kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life. And this class kind of brought me right back to, to my faith. And that's a huge, huge part of my life that's just been missing. And I just, I, I feel rejuvenated, if that makes sense, that, you know, knowing that God's walking right next to me every day, every night, you know, he's right here for me and everyone else for that matter. But he's here for, for me right yeah. now. And you have some peace, don't you? Oh, it's 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 really amazing. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional. Okay. But it's 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 amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart. Like it matters. Unique approach allows people to see, hear, and experience leadership in motion. Like it matters. Radio, radio, like it matters. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. Do you want to make a difference in your community? Volunteer with your local fire department. Operational and non-operational positions are available, and training is provided. Anyone can be a volunteer. You just need the heart and drive to make a difference where it's needed most. When your community needs you, will you be there to answer the call? Learn more about volunteering at MakeMeAFirefighter.org. That's MakeMeAFirefighter.org. This is Scott B. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters and your host for Like It Matters Radio, calling all Leadership Awakening graduates. The time is now to raise the bar, to finish what you started. As a graduate of Leadership Awakening, you know how transformational awakening is. However, it's also incomplete. Leadership Adventure is about applying what you learned in Leadership Awakening. How do you take a team of leaders through the undulating line of life and success? Welcome to the second half of the Leadership Experience Leadership Adventure. This is a fun class and is done in an outdoor adventure setting. Leadership Awakening goes from 1 to 25. Leadership Adventure goes from 26 to 100. This is not Leadership Awakening a second time. It is a whole new adventure that picks up right where you left off in Leadership Awakening. If you're ready for the next level, the time is now to register for Leadership Adventure, March 2nd through 4th and April 9th through 11th. Details at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. 
And next week, I'll be up in Minneapolis, St. Paul. We are doing a class uh, for Team 244, Leadership Awakening. Uh, we've actually got a few locals, uh, actually had a few people over the last couple of days uh, from Minneapolis sign up. Uh, Judy, I'm glad you're going to be joining us. Uh, and so, please, we got room. I think we're at 10 now, so I still got six spots if you want to join us. Uh, go to likeitmatters.net. Two and a half days, that will change your life uh, and teach you. You'll experience it, heart, body, and soul, how to live your life like it matters. You know, we're living in a time of conflict. Now, if you read the good book, you shouldn't be surprised. The good book tells us exactly what's going on. When I used to read the book of Revelation, I used to wonder how. How can this happen? I was wondering, where's America in this whole thing? Where's America? And, you know, when I do my Bible study on Wednesday nights with Don Noah, a good friend of mine, he's just a great guy who loves the Lord. You know, he always talks about how Russia and Syria and all the things are signing up for, are lining up for the Ezekiel 36, 38 war, I think it is, uh, all that. And he said, you know, one thing that's hidden, that's fallen in place, is I always wondered where America was, that America couldn't be around for what they talk about, the end times, the book of Revelation, how everybody comes against Israel. I'm like, where's America? So did America get destroyed? I mean, I used to wonder, and now all of a sudden I see it. God knew that they would make Donald Trump the Antichrist, and so now they would make him the one to hate, and then anybody who wasn't Donald Trump would be a god. And so now we got the shell of a man, the guy who's made a millionaire, made all his family a millionaire. He's compromised. He's sold out. His family's making millions of dollars off China and Russia, and none of you care. But Russia, 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 collusion was such a big deal for five years. That was all a lie. You guys have been programmed to hate this man. And so now with it goes anything. So now we got to believe that everybody's black is a victim, and everybody's white is evil, and that everybody's LGBTQT is so loving, and anybody that isn't okay with LGBTQT is hateful. You see, it's all a package deal. And Van Jones will tell you, you have to take it all, or you're going to be attacked by the mob. Charlemagne the God will tell you, although he won't say it publicly because then people will attack him, that you have to agree with everything, or you're attacked by the mob. There's types of conflict, man versus man, man versus nature, man versus society, and man versus self. God told us that we are warriors. When I write my daily text every day and send thousands of people get it, I address my reader in three roles, leader, conduit, and warrior. And we're all called to fight the good fight. Now, it's interesting, this thing about conflict, because we are being forced into conflict. We are being manipulated. We got a deep state. You got Beelzebub. Uh, you got the prince of the power of the air. The God of this world is not Jehovah, Yahweh. Go back to Genesis 3. We handed the deed over uh, to the devil. But the great redeemer, the kinsman redeemer, will come back, and he's the only one that can open the scroll. That's why John was weeping. But then Jesus said, don't weep. There is one worthy. And so in the research of conflict, in the process of conflict, Roy and Judy Idelson have attempted to identify the beliefs that may play a role in conflict between groups. And here are five of the most prominent belief domains. And this shows you how we're being played. You're being manipulated. It's called fifth generation warfare. I just want to pull back the curtain. I want you to give awareness so you won't stand before God someday and say you didn't know. No, he'll say, I sent black to tell you what's going on. Because in the end days, uh, it might even be possible for the actual elect to be deceived. That's how tricky this is. The wiles of the devil, you got to be aware. So ready for these five things that play a role in conflict? And you see how our government, our deep state, Joe Biden feeds all five of these to make 
angry, to make you hateful, to make you bitter, to make you dependent. Ready for this? Number one, superiority. This belief revolves around an individual's conviction that they are better than other people in important ways. Remember the lie was supposedly as white people think that we're better than anybody else. I don't think I'm better than anybody. I don't think white is a way to describe me. It's a genetic makeup. It's all it is. I think the Romans 3.23 says we all fall short of the glory of God. It says that all must call on the name of Jesus. And Jesus walked on this planet and someone said to him, when the rich young ruler said to him, oh, good rabbi. And Jesus says, who is good? Only God is good. We're all wicked. The human heart is deceitful, wicked beyond repair. Three verses into a 12, I mean, three chapters in a 1200 book called the Bible, God kicks us out of the garden. Three more chapters later, God repents of creating man, destroys the whole earth. A chapter later, puts us back on dry land and has a new agreement. Three chapters later, he disinherits the nations of the Tower of Babel and calls on Abraham from Mesopotamia in Genesis 12. Before we get to 1% of the chapters, God's already slapped us down three times and figured out that he's going to figure this out on his own because man's not worthy. He can't do it. So superiority, now it's cool to say black people are superior. No, in amazing now, black people are now, we're told, are superior to white people. But it was wrong if there was ever a white person who thought they were superior to a black person. But now we all know the LGBTQT, they are far superior than cisgender. And we all know that Democrats are far superior. Remember what Republicans are? We are flat earthers. I mean, insults. Superiority. The belief revolves around an individual's conviction that they are better than other people in important ways or that they have a sense of specialness. The group worldview contains shared convictions of moral superiority, uh, chosenness, entitlement, specialness. Can you believe that? Superiority. Look how they're pushing that. Number two, ready for this? Injustice. This is the perceived mistreatment by others or the world at large. The group worldview believes that it has significant and legitimate grievances against other groups. Sound familiar? This is what they're doing. Here's the playbook right in front of you, and you're being played and being manipulated, and you're okay with it. Ready for number three? Vulnerability. This belief focuses on a person's conviction that they are perpetually living in harm's way. See the victim. They see themselves as subject to internal, external dangers and conditions that afford no sense of safety. This is the playbook, and you're being manipulated and played to hate, to walk away from your God, to bind to different values that God says are not good values. Number four, ready for this? Distrust. You can't believe anything. We're lied to about elections, lied to about lying, lied to about spies, lied to about January 6th, lied to distrust. This focuses on perceived hostility and bad intentions of others in which there's an expectation that they will hurt, abuse, humiliate, cheat, lie, or take advantage of. And ready for the last one? Helplessness. Because you know Joe Biden's going to go to bat for you. Joe Biden's going to make sure you can kill all those babies you want. Joe Biden's going to make sure that white people don't have jobs. Joe Biden's going to make sure that you can't use your gas stove. Helplessness. This conviction believes that even with careful planning and execution, the desired outcomes will not be reached. One may feel incapable. See, this is what's going on. And here's the problem, strife. The conflict is strife. You know what the Bible says about strife? Where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work, not some. Strife is a strong and ongoing conflict over fundamental issues. Strife is deeper than argument, broader than disagreement. Strife usually involves bitterness. 
sometimes violence. Black Lives Matter, DEI, Antifa. It's all, you're being played. And I'm work, I pay thousands of dollars a month to be on this radio to tell you to open your eyes. Those of you that think you're righteous, you're not. You're on the wrong side. We see strife today often in the political realm. Candidates for office launched vitriolic attacks against their political foes. And the media now, part of the Democratic Party, they tell you all Republicans are evil. They spy on Republicans. They get their Air Force records, do all that because, remember, they're evil. And Democrats are the right people. We don't question them. We don't challenge them because they're doing the good of the country. But we all know Republicans just want to destroy. Want to, this is what your media, who's supposed to be the fourth estate, tells you. Why does all this matter? Because there's a conflict of visions. If you have not read the book by Thomas Sowell, see, this is, there's a conundrum. People don't see what's going on. And once you get clarity, the conundrum goes away. Thomas Sowell said there's an unconstrained vision and a constrained vision. It was Jean-Jacques Rousseau who said man is born free and everywhere he is in change. You know, it's amazing that people of color believe that everything that's happened to them is bad is somebody else's fault. It's because of the color of the skin. But yet everything that's good for them, that's good, they earn that. They deserve that. So all the good stuff they earned in the same corrupt system, somehow they let that go through. But all the bad stuff is solely because they're black. That's it. No other reason. See, you have these visions. That's what I was talking about, your operating system. The constrained and unconstrained vision. The constrained vision relies heavily on the belief that human nature is essentially unchanging, that man is naturally inherently self-interested regardless of the best intentions. Those with a constrained vision prefer the systematic process of the rule of law because we know how broken man is. And the lie is the unconstrained vision. The unconstrained vision relies heavily on the belief that human nature is essentially good, and that's anti-biblical. Human nature is not essentially good. It's evil. It's part of our DNA. Those with an unconstrained vision distrust decentralized processes and are impatient with large institutions, systematic processes that constrain human action. And so we play outside the bounds. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of conundrums out there, but there doesn't need to be that many. you got to figure out who you are, why you're here, and more importantly, whose you are. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Attention, men who are frustrated about their decline in the bedroom. Hey guys, it's Chris with Twin Cities Premier Health. Don't want your love life dwindled to nothing and disappoint your partner. Whatever you call it, failure to launch or an equipment malfunction, we all know it happens. But there's a way better option than getting hooked on ED pills. At Twin Cities Premier Health, our acoustic wave therapy is fast, long-lasting, effective, and 100% safe. It's doctor-recommended and proven to work with over 50 clinical studies. No shots, no drugs, and no pain or side effects. We get to the root cause of your problem, which is really just a blood flow problem. And once we fix that, your love life will come roaring back. So move past the shame, embarrassment, and frustration. Call 952-395-2866. And when you book your visit this week, we're going to give you a special gift. One acoustic wave treatment totally free. You'll also get a free consultation and painless blood flow evaluation on your visit. This is an $800 value. Call now, 952-395-2866. That's 952-395-2866. Or visit us at TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com.